Welcome to season three. Hi. <laughs> well, I can't believe we're in the last week of December. I know. I feel like you've been doing it so much longer because I've been watching all of them. They're like back to back, so you're so consistent. But it really only has been this year. Yeah, February was the seed. February is when I talked to my husband and then I texted Manny and he was like, yeah, do a video podcast. I was like, yeah. I was telling my friends, I was like, remember we were on that trip and my teacher was messaging me about something. I was like, yeah, I'm finally getting an episode. <laughs> so yeah, I remember it's February. <laughs> <laughs> Yay. And actually, cause I'm, I'm a little, well, I shouldn't say behind, but like I have a, a bunch of episodes that are like recorded, but now that, you know, I'm back at work, uh, <laughs> I don't life, have all the time. <laughs> so now it's like every two weeks, maybe it's every three weeks, you know, but I figure if I can, if I can time it out so that the year anniversary is like the end of the third season, that would make uh that's, that would be 40 episodes right there. Wow. That's insane. Yeah. That's 40 students. And I'll probably have a little more than that by, you know, in the, uh, recorded by February, but yeah. It's, it's always nice. good to have the, the backup when you can't do it. If you're like sick or tired, exactly. you like, oh, I'll just put it out. Exactly. By the way, I love that little mannequin next to you. Oh, thank you. My mom got it from Pure One years ago. Yeah. And I just kept it. I don't know. Do you like use it for your fashion stuff? Yeah, sometimes I'll use it. It's a little smaller than me, so I'll have to make it like a little looser, but I'll put the vision on it so that I know it works. <laughs> well, hello, everybody, and welcome to Change for the Better, episode 38. Change for the better, and the music made me stronger. Now I'm changed for the better. have a young woman who's from the movers and the shakers she sees it she wants it she gets it it's the way she's always been she's unapologetic about it she's driven she knows what she wants now back in high school she poured her energy into the spring valley community as a class officer a cheerleader an active thespian a dancer and she took pride in that personality plus character that she that she exhibited and she thrived on engaging with people being created and of course dancing she was perfectly at home in the dance studio in classes and rehearsals performing on stage blah 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 and she really enjoyed her time as dance captain with episode four Denisha DeRoche and episode two Emily Dowd for Footloose and The Wiz. Yes. Now, lucky for me, she brought an extensive dance background to the studio back then. And I was fortunate to work with her for three years before her parents decide to move to a <laughs> neighboring school district for her senior year. And I was <sighs> bitter about that, but whatever. I know. And then she graduated from there in 2014. 
After high school graduation, she stayed local. She attended uh, St. Thomas Aquinas College, Stack, where she studied communication arts, education, art therapy for her bachelor's degree. And then she continued on there for another two years to get her MBA in marketing. And of course, in college, she continued that community engagement, the leadership roles with a plethora of societies, including the dance team, the campus theater group, Alpha Phi Omega Sorority. And she just enjoys being at the forefront of wherever she is. She likes to help steer things in the right direction. And while she was in college, she actually combined that love of dance and leadership. And she took on a position at Clarkstown South as head coach of their varsity dance team. She takes them on competitions and dances for games and all that stuff. So her pursuit of the things that interest her has extended well into her adult life. Today, she's found her niche as a growth marketing manager for Urban Skin Rx, which is an inclusive skincare brand, which I just love. Yes. (laughs) And she combines her talents for creative digital development, building relationships, and strategically building marketing campaigns. Yes. She's a lover of life. And wherever she goes, she brings that signature fair for fabulous place to the dance studio (laughs) and to the world at large. So I'm really excited to reconnect with this force of nature here. So now I'm going to turn this over to you. And if you could, please tell my audience, what is your name, the year that you graduated, and tell me a little bit more about what you do now. Well, my name is Bria Manning. My mom would be mad if I didn't say my middle name. So Bria Nicole Manning. Um, I graduated in 2014, which sounds crazy. Um, it's almost 10 years, so it is feels very weird, but it's happening. It happens. You're in that um, like that mid-20s, that like 26 area. Yeah. So now I'm like, like trying to find out what I do now. Like, do I buy a home? <laughs> Do I save for a home or do I just chill out in my apartment? I graduated in 2014. Now I'm a growth marketing manager at Urban Skin RX. Uh, Basically like my day-to-day, I do a lot of email marketing, SMS marketing, um, strategic planning on like what the month's going to look like, who we're sending these emails to, what's our niche, what's our audience. And then I also do reporting on that to say like, hey, everybody's loving this video or everyone is hating this. Do not do this again. It's really fun. I've done paid media in the past and a lot of digital. So this is a little bit different than what I've done in the past, but it kind of all comes together. I really love the role and I've only been there for a few months, but it's good. And they provide skincare. So, well, you have to be behind the product that you're trying to market and sell. So it works for you. Exactly. Yeah, it's funny. I was actually, I was trolling your social media stuff and LinkedIn and stuff to gather some intel. And I saw that you do a lot on the Google Analytics thing. And on YouTube, you know, when you're doing YouTube channel work, you know, Google Analytics is a really big thing. So you can see, I don't know, whatever the demographic stuff. And yeah, the all the analytics metrics. Who's clicking and when and blah, blah, blah. And every time I look at that Google Analytics page, my eyes just start to cross. I'm like, that's great. I got two new views. Yay. Yay. <laughs> a lot, honestly, to even just digest yeah. sometimes. And like just figure say, out like what it is that it means. Like, 
yeah, I'll break out times during my day just to be like, hey, do not email me. Do not slack me. Do not call me. I need to just read it. And sometimes that's okay. Sometimes you have to give yourself that hour or 30 minutes. <laughs> Don't talk to me. Leave me alone. I'm in a box. Sometimes it doesn't work. Sometimes it doesn't happen. That's like a dream, but. Yeah. And you work from home, right? You're, you're remote. Yeah. Fully remote. My office is based in Charlotte. So I've only been there once, but yeah, I'm fully just here. That's it's kind of boring. You know, but you can do like all this other stuff. Yeah. Honestly, I'm not a morning person anyway. So it is good to just be here and be on time. I mean, I'm always on time. There's no pressure to like do mass transit or. Yeah. yeah. I think it's more so like lonely. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like not that. in an office environment. So I try to like, if I'm on a call like this, I'll be like, so how's life? How before you go, please talk to me. <laughs> I hear. And that's kind of interesting how you're such a people person to be sort of inserted into this remote world, which is convenient, but there are things that are missing. Yeah. Turning back to your teenage Bria self. Yes. And I want you to use your adult brain to describe your adolescent self. Hmm. Honestly, I could say almost the same person. And I only say that because someone from high school recently said to me, you have that same sense of humor, that same personality. You've never changed, not in a bad way, but like you just stick to who you know, who you are. You don't change for anybody else. And you always bring like the right people around you. And I was like, wow, somebody thought some, and they're not even that close to me. I was like, you think that? Thank you. Um, but I also feel like that's true. Like I kind of still have the same friends from high school. We still have the same group. We're all different now, like just having different life experiences and going through college. But I feel like almost the same, but more mature for sure. Mm -hmm. I think I was very immature as a teenager. As I look back, I'm like, ew. <laughs> Who isn't? Yeah. I, I think also just looking back at like videos and stuff and photos, I always document everything and like just keep an archive of stuff. And I think that's also what keeps me grounded because I'm like, this person is still the same person. That person is not going to be, not change for the worse, but change for the better. The better, baby. Yeah, see what I did there? <laughs> I do. I did. Very, very aware. <laughs> but I think that there's something really magical about that to be so in tune with who you are at, at that young age. Yeah. Whenever I, I ask that question, so many people are like, oh, I've change in all these ways and blah 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 and it's like I remember them I don't think they've really changed that much short of maturing and taking the life experience and yeah guiding them through but like who they are is sort of fundamental to be so in tune with the consistency in your personality and really loving you know yeah. loving yourself and loving your personality to be able to take it into your adulthood and then apply it to your adult things i think that's really amazing and special well going back into your adolescent brain which is sometimes tragic <laughs> <laughs> i want you to think about your time in the studio in rehearsals and performances and tell me something or things that happened that helped you to manage or regulate your adolescent self oh that's a hard question Honestly, I guess like time management, I was never on time for anything. Uh, you know that. <laughs> Rehearsals, I think I was always very talkative. And I have a lot of like teachers from like elementary school who will say, you were always talking, but you were very like, you weren't mean about it, but you were just like, listen, you need to be here. 
you need to stop talking. Remember that time you put on the sheet for Hell Week and you wrote my name specifically, do not talk backstage. And I was like, not me being called out in front of everybody. And that I think that was like, wow, I need to take accountability for myself and stop acting like this. Cause like when I leave here, I'm gonna have to not talk, have to be on time for things, do things the right way. Consistency and organization from doing this my mom my grades weren't the best but if I had bad grades I couldn't do thespians I couldn't do cheerleading like she would just pull me out and not even think of it twice she'd be like listen if you want to do it you have to do this I wanted to do thespians like I remember crying my freshman year because I didn't get a role and my mom was like what are you going to do about it like you got to just keep trying I think I would have cried and never tried out again if like even like the seniors coming in and saying like you don't get something right away. You have to work at it. You have to keep coming. Um, they're like, do you even know Miss Tiro? And I was like, from class, like we'll talk to her, like get a feeling, ask for questions, ask for help for next auditions. I'm like, okay. And I was really shy as a kid. So that was also hard it's for me to do. Shocking. Yeah, I, I have to find photos and send it to you. But in preschool, I had a concert and I had to wear sunglasses because I was afraid of seeing people and them seeing me. So I would wear sunglasses at like preschool to first grade at all the concerts. When did that flip? When did that change for you? Uh, high school. Uh, my mom would be coming in to defend me for things. And I was like, this has got to stop. I'm 15. <laughs> You're embarrassing me. <laughs> Get so, out of my face. Get out of my yeah. life. <laughs> <laughs> like, if you're like, if I got a bad grade and a teacher called, she's like, we're going in the school. We're talking to that teacher. You couldn't tell them that you did get this answer right. Or I was like, no, no, no. I have to speak up for myself. That's the time. Maybe I'm a late bloomer. Maybe some people had that in middle school, but definitely high school was when it flipped. Because I wanted to do thespians. I had to stop being so, so shy. Mm. And you were, I mean, I remember, I think it was for Footloose. You showed yourself and I was like, oh, okay, there's there's dance captain right there. Okay. <laughs> that... Saw, that was the year because me and Denisha really wanted to be dance captains. So we kept talking to Tendrina like every day. Hey, do you need help? Do you, do you want us to go over the court? Because we know the choreography. We've been studying it. Like, you're not going to be here for rehearsal. Do you want us to take your place? We can we can sub. And she's like, oh, okay. <laughs> she's, she's like, I, I got a whole lot of things to do. So why not? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we're so excited that's how it works you know that, that's how it works with yeah. thespians is that you know you you find the the niche where you where you're really good at and the things that you really enjoy and then you start like pushing and pushing and plugging until you you know get a leadership role it's yeah. not rocket science nope. <laughs> it's like oh you can help me with this yeah you got it exactly all yeah. you <laughs> um looking back what were some of the lessons that you learned that you carry with you today I think also just being like a good person to like everyone else too. Transitioning from Spring Valley High School Thespians to Clarkstown South, um, their theater program, mm -hmm. nothing similar at all, like not the same at all. Everyone is like a family, I feel like at Thespians, always helping one another crew and cast, holding hands. When I went there, and not to say the program was bad, I made friends out of that, but Cass is not as nice to crew, looks down at them, very clicky. You would know the director if you wanted the role and they would give you the role because you knew them for years. It it felt like I was on Broadway at 
17 years old. And I don't think that it has to be that way at all, even as an adult. Just be nice to people, be supportive of, of everyone. Well, it's funny that you mentioned that. And, and I hear that a lot, you know, from the interviews and just from talking to people. And I remember when I first got to Spring Valley, it was very similar to what you're talking about, where like there was a big wedge rift between cast and crew. And and I, listen, I came from Clarkstown, not Clarkstown, sorry, yeah. Clarkstown North. And, you know, that's like, I don't know. I don't know why it's like that since it's they're like normal an ensemble them. experience. Yeah. And I was like, I am putting the kibosh on this nonsense. You are not any more important than you are. You guys okay. got to work together, figure it out and stop with this whole, like, I'm better than you thing. Cause you're not. And yeah. if the crew is not there to support you with uh, the, moving the sets or trying, you're going to be in the dark, baby. <laughs> yeah. In the dark. Yeah. I don't think anybody really picked up on things like that. They were just like very into themselves in their head, which I think that happens a lot in high school. You're just all about yourself and who you are. And like, again, trying to figure out who you are. I think that was like really important to me to know, to pick up on and say like, that's, that's not right. That, that shouldn't happen. And I think because being a senior at that point, it really like bothered me and I really would try to speak up. But I think if I was a freshman, I would just follow right in and just be like, yep, it's all about me who are you? But I think because I was older, I was like, this is not right. You guys have to stop. You were the older, wiser. Yeah. And it goes back because I have a lot of like older family members that I hang out with. So that's why I have like an old soul personality. But that, that really just ticked me off. Just be nice. And even just in any situation, like work, even in college, just bringing that into like future stuff. Like you have to be nice. Why be mean? I don't understand the, that mentality where, you know, you either need to lord over somebody, you have to be better than somebody. Yeah. You know, if we're trying to put something together, we're trying to create something. Yeah. Being on the same team is a way better way to do it. Unless right. you're trying to stomp on somebody to get to a higher level, then like, okay, but that's not really going to help the group think. Yeah. Like a lot of times I felt like when we would have rehearsals and stuff, especially even before, like I was a dance captain, people would like say, can you help me? Like if I were to be like, no, I'm trying to be dance captain. Like I was like, oh, sure. I got some time, five minutes and go outside before the buses leave us and we'll do a little choreography and figure it out. But I felt like it had that family feeling that just like that to me. And even now when I interview for different places, I'll be like, what is like your community like? Because I'm not joining this job if you don't talk to one another. Do you find that just being sort of straight up with that question helps you to pick the right positions, the right jobs? No. Because the job I recently had before that, I felt like I could get that, but it was very cold. I should have picked up on it. But Well, I guess you need to just kind of create your own business and then hire your own people. And then you have whatever community that you want. The end goal of life, but we'll see. Since high school, now you you are very consistent in terms of who you are, but what are ways that you have changed since high school ended? I think in high school, I wanted to be a dancer. Like I knew that's what I was going to do. I was like, I'm going to be a dancer. I'm going to be on Broadway. I'm going to move to New York City. I'm going to not ever drive. I didn't have a license until I was 20, by the way. <laughs> I'm never going to drive. I don't need a car. I'm moving to the city. And once I started applying as a dance major and getting rejected left and right, reality kind of set. And I was like, 
you're not going to be that person or you still can. I mean, I still can if I wanted to, maybe I'm a little out of it, but <laughs> find other, other avenues. Yeah. I had to like change the mentality that that's, I can't, and my friends say it all the time. I can't pre project my life or like have a, a life plan. I mean, you can have a life plan, but be able to maneuver it. But I was so set on that and that's who I was. And I think that's why I was always trying to audition for any theater stuff. I was always on the dance club. I would always try to audition again to have a solo or a duet or a group performance. I think I was dancing like five times in some of the, the end of the year shows. And I'm like, yeah, this is it. This is what I want. But then kind of figure out what else I can be good at and what I can do. So when I went to school, I was a art therapy major because someone said, oh, you're good at art. Just do that. So I did it. Um, <laughs> Probably wasn't the best decision to just go right into that. Actually, Ms. Pena, my guidance counselor, said to me, why are you majoring that? Don't you want to have your own business too? Like you could have a business and dance. I said, oh yeah. She goes, so why don't you do business? I was like, oh, that makes a lot more sense. Then I had to like think about it. Yeah, I do like being a leader. I do like managing things. Like you said, I should have my own business, but that's later down the line. Um, Get there figuring out that there are other characteristics of myself instead of just being a dancer. And I think that's why I took on that um, role to be a coach because I was like, oh, I could just coach. I don't, I don't have to be the one performing. And I think that's hard to switch over. It is. The one in the, in the behind, like a lot of times I would be like, oh, I could do this part of the dance so well. And let me just put this uniform on. I'm already so little. They wouldn't even know. <laughs> I guess humbling myself. I think my parents definitely humbled me enough. <laughs> I think they would say they would too. My mom uh, definitely was like, if we like won an award at a competition or something, she was like, you guys were so amazing. Like she would like be a mom and be like, you're just so great. Like you guys are going to get it. You're going to kill it. Like, but she would never be like, <clears throat> before the competition, you're going to win. You're going to get this. Like you're the best. She would never be like that. She would um, let you achieve it first and then yeah. the achievement. Yeah maturity is like sort of the line right like yeah you go from like that adolescent brain which is just all over the place to yourself but in a in a more settled way yeah outside of like distance myself I realized like leaving high school distanced myself from the people that were still not humbled I think that's a good point too because like at this point they did the same way they're not going to change and a lot of times my mom would say I, I was going to tell you, but you have to figure it out yourself. And she would say it a lot. Like even elementary school, she'd be like, they're not good, but I'll let you figure it out. And, and then you do. And then you, you say, yeah. why didn't you tell me? I know. I'm like, you could just uh, wasted my time. The mothers always know. And they do. And she, she'll bring it up all the time. She's like, remember that girl who lived down the street? I told you. Where is she now? Like, <laughs> It's like, we have a sixth sense. We just know about these things. So what would your adult Bria self, mature adult Bria, tell your high school self to help ease the way? I guess, yeah, humbling yourself. It's not about you. <laughs> the boy that you loved, the, the girl that you thought you was your best friend, they're not going to stick around. And you have to realize that. Look at who they are as a person. And again, stick to who you are as a person and realize that they're not good. It's not going to click. It's not going to work. So let it go. 
Listen, I think it's very impressive that friend group, and I, I could literally rattle off about half of the change for the better guests and yeah. it would be in this friend group, starting with like the first like four people <laughs> in the podcast. But somehow it was always a very cohesive group to begin with. And it spanned, like, it wasn't, it was like the class of 2015 and there was class 2014 in there, or maybe a couple from 2016, you know, but it was yeah. a really tight network of young people that was a little startling to me, just how close they were. And and then I got close with, with that group just because they were all these like amazingly good people who happened to be adolescents and like they had some growing to do. <laughs> but even now I feel very happily connected to them because I really liked who they were as people from the time they were adolescents. Yeah. Even that group, like a lot of them, I didn't know until high school, mm -hmm. until middle school. And then some I knew as elementary school, but we weren't as close. Like it was just like, I know you, but we're not really friendly. And then it kind of developed in high school so quickly. And I try to take credit for this group because I made the group chat junior year to ask what everybody was wearing to the final show, like the after party. And I was like, what are we getting into? What you guys wearing? We still have this group chat to this day. How so active is it? Oh, very active. We were talking this morning. Like what's the new year's plans? Yeah. Oh yeah. And it's called thespians. Like we have, like we have this group chat. That's We've had it since, so my junior year, what's that? 2016? Oh no, that, no, that would have been 20, 2013. 23rd. Oh my God. You see, I keep saying I college years. I'm... I know. So, so Bria gave me this sort of list of, you know, information <laughs> so that I could, you know, make the introduction and like, remember these things. And she's giving me dates. And I'm like, wait a minute. I mean, these, I, these shows I recognize, but that's not when that show happened. And that's not when that show happened. And I was like, did she do these things also in college? Like I, I was losing it. I was like, um, that was totally wrong. I'm embarrassed. I was like, I'm just going to say it straight up. Sorry. I'm showing my age. <laughs> yeah. Well, join the club. So yeah, we've had that group for so long. It slows down at some points, but then it ramps back up. Well, like, because now like you're all adults and you're like seven, eight years out of, out of high school and you know, you have yeah. adult lives that you're leading. So that Man. connection's amazing. Yeah. Dwayne is good at saying, what's an update? Just quick one paragraph. What's going on? keep it moving. All right. This is what I'm doing. Sorry. I don't text enough. Like, and he's really good at that. Even with him being so busy, like he'll, he's the one who always initiates it. Like give it, give a status update right now. He's um, like finishing med school this, this semester. I know. I told him like, you know, we can talk. I watch Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> he's like, yeah. I'm like, so when are you doing your rounds? What, like, what he's like, uh, I'm not talking to you. <laughs> His was a really great, I think he was episode 30. His, his was a great episode. And then Kayla, who was nine and ah, the list goes on. And on. I love them. So Miss Bria Manning. Yes. What is something that you are grappling with now? I'm in that weird 20s like age, figuring out like, it's great that I work from home to the point where I'm like, do I leave New York, New Jersey area? I've always wanted to live further south. It might be because of Disney World. It might not because I love Disney. I'll, I'll escape and go to Disney World um, anytime I can, which is probably not the best, but you're working. 
Yeah. You know, my manager said that the other day, she's like, if you want to go and you're working, like by all means, I'm like, don't say that because then I will go and I shouldn't go. I need to save. I need to save, have a savings. Should I move further South or should I stay close? I now I'm in a relationship. Does he want to move far? Does he want to stay close? Do we want to live in a house? Do we want to live in an apartment? All those things now. So that's what I'm kind of juggling. It's fun and all, but like in reality, everything's so expensive too. Inflation is so bad. Just two years ago, we sat down, we were like, we're going to buy a place. We had enough savings. We got all of our things together. You know, we got the credit score stuff and we're like, all right, we're ready. I think we got bought out maybe five times because it was like end of 2020. So everybody had saved all this money and was ready to just throw it at whatever they could. And things were so low and we just weren't willing to throw everything because then we would just be in a place with no furniture. Like it just, it doesn't make sense and it's not reasonable. That's what happens. Like when you're in that place at 20s, my husband and I were, the, we got married, I was turning 25 and, you know, we were both working. We were living in an apartment in Anuet. And then we, we bought the, a townhouse in Suffren. So it was like our first home, right? And then it was like, oh, we have this like little tiny kitchen table with two chairs. And, you know, you, you yeah. slowly add the stuff in. You If you get married, then you have some yeah. money coming in from that. But weddings are super expensive. So <laughs> like you just, you can't really win. I feel like I know what I want to do, but I don't. And I feel like that's okay to also not know because I'm at that weird twenties age. But then I think like, well, I don't want to say like, oh, I'll be 30 so soon, but I will. But then like by 30, like, do I want to still be here? What do I want to do? So all, all of that, I feel like that's the next thing that I'm trying to figure out. Do I like this job? Do I want to save this job? Well, and is there growth for you in that stuff? Yeah, that too. Um, I always ask that question in my interviews. Where do you see this role going in five years? And usually if they don't have an answer, they probably don't want you there. <laughs> um, so I'll ask all those questions. Listen, yeah. to be in business and to, you have to be smart. You have to be uh, like a couple steps it's ahead. Of other people. You've definitely given yourself the education that you need to be able to be employable and marketable in a lot of different places. So adulting, that's what I'm grappling with. <laughs> I don't want to be adulting anymore. My God, I've been adulting for too long. I just need to win the lottery and then I don't have to worry. <laughs> I just want to podcast and blog. That's like all I want. Yeah. I've been working my butt off for a long time now. (laughs) (laughs) Tell me one thing that you miss about your high school self. And then one thing that's gotten better since you turned into an adult. One thing I miss about myself is that I was very talkative and very social. I feel like now, and maybe because it's hard to make friends as an adult, that is literally the hardest thing I think I'm like adjusting to. Because you don't want to seem too forward if you do meet someone as an adult. Because then it's like, ew, why are you being like this? You not have friends of your own. Back then, it's easy to like click with someone, connect with someone. And then you'd be like talking for hours or like texting, FaceTiming. Even though I still have like that group of friends and then the circle around them. It's not as easy to reach out to someone that like is a friend of a friend that you used to hang out with all the time. So I miss that because I knew so many people and would always like support different friends and 
hang out and do different things. And I feel like now it's harder to do, even with my, my friends now that I still have, like they're busy or they're not interested in the things that I'm interested in. There's a lot of things we're not interested in with each other and it's okay because we're still friends. We're not friends based on, you know, the things that we like, but I miss being a, more social if that's even a, a thing. It is a thing. Yeah. A thing. I think our world, our social world gets a little smaller, you know, because we get into, we get into business or we get into our careers and there's that circle of people, but you're not necessarily friends with that circle of people. There's acquaintances, there's, you know, work relationships yeah. and it can be exhausting so that when you get home, your mental space for the social is smaller and you want to pick and choose the people that you want to associate with. Yes. Someone just said that recently. They're like, the time that you have is to make friends and be, like have conversations is so valuable now because you have less time. And I never thought of it that way until she said that. And I was like, oh, wow, you're so right. But I just recently reconnected with a friend from the sixth grade, seventh grade, and I have not seen her since then. So, and you would think it was so awkward, but it was so like refreshing. Like we just like automatically like we're friends again. Like it didn't feel weird at all, but yeah, I don't know. Those childhood friendships, you know, they were so pure. Yeah. There was, there was nothing really that got in the way short of you moved to a different grade and you were in the same classrooms, you know, but there was nothing that no fallout from the relationship. So that's what you remember yeah it was it was good to just like we talked and I didn't feel like I had a I was pressured to like share my whole life or be like you know this was going on like it was just so normal yeah we wanted to be friends I think that's also what it was Mm -hmm. it didn't seem forced yeah because we already had that history so what's one thing that's gotten better since you've become an adult communicating I feel like even though that was my major, I'm a terrible communicator. I don't respond to people's texts. I will, (laughs) I will not call you back. I even look back at some of the emails that I've sent you in the past, Mm -hmm. the grammatical errors in, in the email were atrocious. I was like, I was emailing you back then. It was like 2015. I think the email no. Yeah, even 2015, like maybe college. Oh, wow. And they were just like so, uh, no. That's the advent of the, the texting world. Like I've noticed that when when texting started to become a big thing, all of a sudden grammar just like went out the window. Like, Oh yeah, my emails were bad. And I have a friend now who was my manager when I first got like my first job out of college. Mm-hmm. And she sat me down like maybe 30 minutes every day just to go through my drafts because she was like, you are awful at sending an email. And I remember going home crying at like 21 crying. That never happened because Taurus never cry. So going home crying and saying like, I'm not good at this. And she really sat me down, like worked with me. And I'm so appreciative of her because now people come to me to write emails. So that is one thing I'm really good at is communicating. And now I'll make sure I respond to people's messages because my parents would be looking for me and I I feel bad. So (laughs) I try to be very consistent now. That's always smart because it doesn't take a lot. It's just like. And it's embarrassing when you go back and then you're like, you need something from someone and the message is, hey, how are you doing? It's like, I know they have it. It was only a few days ago. So I'm like, oh my God, my message never sent. Hey, how are you doing? Can you also do this for me? (laughs) 
Fire. <laughs> Using your adult Bria brain, if you could give a piece of sage advice to high school students now, what would that be? Take your time. Really be in the moment because it goes so fast. Like I keep saying the wrong years because it feels like it was just yesterday, but it's really not. And I was doing so many things. I was in student council. I was doing cheerleading. I was doing thespians. Like, and then outside of that, I was also doing, I was also in Girl Scouts for a little while, which was insane to even think I could do that too. And I was dancing outside of that, like five days a week, just making sure you make time for yourself. I feel like I was always just on the go and always running around. And I used to get sick all the time, like just like small head colds and stuff. Um, and I don't get sick as much now, even though people say I probably am doing so much all the time, but I will make breaks. Like you have to make time for yourself too. You can't do everything all every weekend and you can't commit to everything, even though you want to, and it'll be fun and you'll have FOMO if you don't go, but making sure your time is valued because I loved my time in high school. And even though I had to change schools my last year, it was definitely an adjustment, but it, it, it was a good adjustment because I still have really good friends from high school when I went to Clarkstown that I'm friends with now I'm going to their weddings and stuff like really close friends, which was good to have even, you know, switching schools and not knowing a single person, but being able to still, I joined the dance team there. So then I was able to make more friends. It was just a fun time. And I always... Like I said, I document everything. I have like a an external hard drive and I'll go through photos and videos and I'll send it to the group chat and be like, remember when we did this? Like just reminiscing. I always feel good. I never look at a photo and go, oh my God, that was such a terrible time. I just loved high school. And I think because, like I said, I was so shy. Then I was like coming into my myself, coming into who I am. It was just such a good time. And you made it so great. Like my family always says that. They're like, Miss Tiro really made high school and my mom I won't forget forced me to tell you that I danced outside of school it was a uh, back to school night I was like oh this is my I was like whispering to her this is my teacher she's she's dance and she's also like you know in charge of thespians and mom goes tell her tell her you dance tell her you dance and I was like please don't tell her <laughs> and then I went I was like I also dance and you were like okay and I was like okay all right uh thank you thank you but yeah also like having my family back me up help me to, yeah. to to speak up and say like, I can do this. I can do that. You have a real strong family unit too. They're pretty great. Yeah. <laughs> I always, I always liked your family. Yeah. And you're going to need to send me some of those pictures, by the way, pick some of your favorites that others will be happy to appear. In. You want other ones, you know where to find me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All socials the same. So we are at our last questioned. Okay. What are three self-care practices that you do now that help you to center or regulate yourself? So I probably am the worst at doing this until maybe a couple months ago when it was like getting really cold and dark so early. And because I work from home, I'm just like in home. I would look outside and go, oh, it's dark outside. Like I wouldn't even know it's dark outside. So I feel like I was having some type of like seasonal depression. I was like, I'm not doing anything good for myself. I'm just sitting on the couch working and then going to bed and doing the same routine every day. Now I started dancing again, which has been so helpful. I have so much more energy. I feel more 
passionate at going outside after work versus like, all right, I finished working. So now I need to relax in my house that I was already in relaxing and relaxing, um, which it feels like, but dancing, I dance maybe three times a week now um, with a former thespian, which is Kristen uh, LaTrenta. She was was Kristen Santos back in the day. And now she's Kristen LaTrenta. So shout out to Kristen. After we spoke, she's like, check me out on the on the channel I'm like the first few episodes I was like okay got it <laughs> yeah and I, I did watch it I was like oh that's you like dancing and that's fun because now I'm like with the former thespian who we, we didn't overlap but I saw fame when I was in middle school so I was like I saw you and you kind of made me want to join thespians so it's like a full circle and now we're dancing together that's helpful I've been drawing and coloring I used to sketch I used to draw but now I'm just doing simple things to not overload my brain, like the mandala coloring books, the adult coloring books are so helpful. Even if like while I'm working, I'll take like 15 minutes to myself and just draw, get away from the screen because my eyes. So that's the second thing that I do. Okay. The third thing, I guess being consistent with my skincare routine because I am not, even though I've worked in skincare for like three years now, I think it's because I get sent so much stuff, but being consistent doing my full routine at night, doing my full routine at, in the morning. That's my New Year's resolution. I started early. You can't say you're going to start something on Monday. You just got to do it the day you want to start it. I completely agree. Yeah. Because I'll tell you from Thanksgiving forward, I feel like the food and the everything has just been ridiculous. And now I'm like, I, okay, now I'm just going to drink tea <laughs> and nothing else. Exactly. <laughs> Oh, it's just gone completely off the rails. That's right. This is this is the time. It's like that November, December, uh, those two months. Just it's fine. Well, Brie Manning. Yes. Miss Fabulous. Brie the Fabulous. <laughs> Thank you for joining me on my little podcast. I'm looking forward to the edit process and the putting this all together. Whenever yeah. it gets out, it gets out. That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> And everybody, tune in next time for Change for the Better, the power of arts in education. Yay. Good job. Thank you. Thank you.